everybody, and welcome to Chits and Chat. I am Kaz Gable. And I'm Alex Cruzy. And today we are hopping a train in the Wild West of 1899, and we are going to attempt to rob it and the passengers that are also on it, and hopefully not get caught or shot, really, by the marshal that is hanging out on the train guarding a briefcase full of money, I'm assuming, or something that you can sell for money in it's the a strong game. box i'm assuming it's, it does have money in it <laughs> they call it a strong box but it looks like a briefcase to me I, i'll never not think of it as a briefcase but uh the game cult express this is a 2014 game designed by christophe rimbault uh rimbault it's a french name i'm not sure if i'm pronouncing it correctly and artist ian paravel and jordi valbuena um, this is published by uh, who it does this more commonly. Ludonot. Ludonot is yeah, and Asmodee has rights to it. Uh, once again, though, I think that's one of those situations where it's like a subsidiary of Asmodee, perhaps. A- Asmodee owns like everything. <laughs> they own everything. Yeah, they pretty much <laughs> they are the Amazon of the gaming world in a way. Um, but uh, yeah, this is a game of uh, programming and uh, basically. Uh, playing out your turn and then seeing what happens. So this is uh, a lighter game, and it plays two to six players. You're going to play it in about 30 to 40 minutes, excuse me, depending on, um, you know, obviously how involved you are, how many new players. But uh, it's pretty, it's a pretty quick game. You can get through a uh, round pretty quickly. So let's talk about exactly how it plays, and then we'll get into some more details. All right, how to play this game. So uh, hopefully I, do, I don't do myself any harm because I spent uh, a couple of months uh, making one gigantic collective rule book for this. So I, I should know this game through and through by now. All right, so <laughs> essentially what you do is you're going to set up the train. Uh, there's like a three-dimensional modeled train in this made out of uh, cardboard. Uh, you're going to put a locomotive and then a number of cars, depending on the amount of players in there. Um, and again, depending on what sets you're playing with, if you're just playing with the base sets, it's basically uh, one car for every person, although there are some variants that allow for extra cars. Uh, then you're going to set up the loot in each train. Each train has a little thing on it that uh, indicates what kind what kind, and how much of each loot. There's uh, uh, jewels and purses uh, that are going to be lined on the floor, uh, and a strong box will get placed in the locomotive. Also, you will place the marshal's little uh, token character uh, piece in the locomotive to start. Uh, and then players will get a bunch of cards. Every player gets the same cards. Uh, and again, depending on which variant you're playing with, they, the, the, the rule books indicate a like basic first time variant for certain things. And there's, there's a couple of different things and it's kind of annoying to sift through in the original rule book. Although the previous rule book was a lot more simple. Uh, but anyway, for, for the most part, you're going to have certain cards in those decks uh, and those cards basically allow you to move, change floors, punch, shoot, uh, rob, and depending on if you're playing with some expansions, uh, uh, there, there's usually a marshal in there. Occasionally there isn't, but uh, a marshal card. This, these are the actions that you can do. There are a few more of the moves and changing floors. There's a few less. There's only I think each player only has one of the marshal, uh, so there's, there's just a, a range of things. You're going to shuffle these cards, uh, and then each player will draw up to six cards, although depending on your character, uh, you will have an additional card. Uh, and then you set up where everything is 
place. So the the starting locations you and again, depending on which variant you're playing with, you're probably just going to play with the variant of uh, a bunch of people in the back, a bunch of people in one car from the back. Uh, so you just basically if, if there's uh, four people, you'll have two in the caboose, two in the car just in front of the caboose. Uh, and then the starting with the starting player, uh, they each will. What you're going to do is start the game. The game will last basically six rounds. Uh, each round uh, is determined by a round card. You also have to set up the round card deck. I, uh, now that I think about it, oh gosh, it, it might be less. Uh, you know, it's five. Sorry, it's five rounds, four regular rounds, uh, and then one. Like, stop finishing round, basically, is what it's going to be. The round card gets flipped over, and it tells you how you're going to be playing cards out into a common deck. Uh, usually, it's just face up so everyone can see, but occasionally, uh, you'll be going through a tunnel, so you'll be playing it face down, or it'll be something where th- things speed it up, so you get to play two cards in a row, or it could be something something else. E- the, the different icons indicate how you're going to be playing these cards, but for the most part, you're going to be playing them face up. Uh, on your turn, uh, you will usually be playing a card face up into the deck although you do have an option if if you don't like what's in your hand or you had a really bad draw or something like that or you want to stall maybe you're trying to stall and and you need things to shift into the right perspective uh, you can always choose to draw additional cards into your hand but for the most part you're going to be playing playing a card face up into the deck into a common pile and they just kind of get stacked you will not actually do any of the actions yet uh, because you are just going to have to keep track of what everyone is doing Uh, this is going to (laughs) turn into a madcap of events uh, so you'll just play it. So someone will play a, a move, then someone might play a shoot, and someone might play another move, and then someone might play a change floors, and it just keeps going around until you finish that round of cards. Then the starting player will take those cards, <coughs> flip them over, and then play them out one by one, and then you will do those actions. So if someone plays a move, uh, depending on what floor, if they're in the train or on top of the train, you'll either be able to move one or possibly more if you're on top. Uh, so this kind of creates a little bit of knowledge for everybody else when you've played them, but also a little bit of mystery because they don't know are you gonna move forward you're gonna move backwards are you gonna move one or two trains i don't know uh then the if you play change floor you'll either go up to the top floor or down inside the train uh then if you play a shoot uh depending on if you are inside the train or outside the train you will always shoot into an adjacent car you'll never shoot inside your car so you'll shoot one of the other bandits you can't shoot the marshal unfortunately not in this version although in expansions you can uh and uh you will give them if you hit someone you give them a bullet uh and uh if there's no one to shoot unfortunately you wasted a shoot uh punch if you're in the same car as someone else you can punch someone else punching them makes them drop one of their loot tokens uh and also moves them a car away so it's uh, something to do oh you got that jewel well you don't have that jewel anymore although if again if no one's in the train with you you just swing and miss uh then there's robbery <laughs> where you can pick up some sort of loot that that either being a purse or jewelry or the 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 most coveted strong box uh if it is in your location uh you can pick that up and add it to your to your supply uh, and then the marshal card allows you to move the marshal either one space forward or one space backwards you can never move the marshal on top of the train 
uh, in this case. So uh, if anyone ever gets caught in the same car as the marshal, they immediately take a bullet from the marshal and get moved to the top of the train. Uh, and then uh, usually at the end of the round, there might be some sort of event. So it might be something where like, oh, everyone moves forward a car or everyone drops a thing. Or if you're in the same, if you're above the roof with the marshal, you take another bullet type of thing. It's, it's, it's all kind of crazy stuff that would happen at a train. Or maybe everyone moves back to the caboose or, or everyone uh, drops a loot. Uh, who knows? Uh, and then you'll do this for the next round, and the starting player will will move down the line, and you'll keep doing this. Uh, and the goal of the game is to basically have a bunch of money, uh, and you get money in a number of different ways in this game. Uh, basically, it's the loot that you pick up. So uh, each of the loots, the purses range in value uh, for the most part. Uh, they, they, I think they range from like 100 to 500, or maybe it's, uh, no, 250 to 500, I believe. Uh, you also get a gunslinger award. So if you shot the most people, you get a bonus 1,000. Ties are friendly, so everyone gets those. Uh, and then occasionally some of the endings train things. Uh, so some of the events right at the end will give some extra bonus things for things, and you'll count those. Uh, but that's, for the most part, how you earn money. Uh, you don't you don't ever uh, lose anything for taking extra bullets. The only thing you really lose is uh, when you start drawing additional cards, then you kind of get zonked because you'll be drawing into those bullets and those bullets do absolutely nothing uh, and again depending on which version you play with in each round you may either shuffle everything back into a deck and draw more or you basically draw from the same one and to pick it it, it gets kind of confusing and honestly even though i've done the rule book i i know like 18 different ways to do this uh <laughs> from looking things up online so i can't remember which one is the verified way but i know <laughs> at one point in time i used to know it uh but basically whatever way you can feel most comfortable with it it's pretty much it uh, i just do it like whatever the standard way is of drawing more uh you don't get to keep anything from your last round although i think there are versions where you get to keep things from your last round anyway but that is pretty much it i don't think i've forgotten anything oh uh the one thing i did forget is that each player uh has a special power uh i i did kind of hint at it some of them it, it, it you have it for the rest of the game basically uh one person uh has always draws seven cards uh one person can start off by playing their card face down another player uh is bell the beauty uh she has the power where uh if you if there's someone else to punch or shoot, uh, then they have to punch that other person. They can't punch Bell or shoot Bell. Uh, or there's ones where you will shoot and push them back. I think that's Django is the one that does that. So uh, they all have the interesting powers to play with. So it, it kind of uh, makes it so that you're not kind of just just any old uh, rootin' tootin' shootin' person. You are <laughs> you are your own individual. So. Uh, but yeah, that's that's how you pay Colt Express. Yeah, this uh, this game has many expansions, which we can talk about a little later in what they do. But um, that is the base game, and it's pretty straightforward. It's a very easy to learn game, and uh, it does the it has the distinction also of being one of those games that adds some totally unnecessary decoration components. That <laughs> I'm so glad it did, though. It has several cutouts. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Several cutouts of, like, cactus, um, some buttes and mesas at a distance. There's some skull or some um, cow heads 
that are skulls that are just there. You can just lay around the outside of the train to kind of give it the sense that it is blo- uh, flying through the scenery of a, of a dusty Wild West desert on its way from town to town as these bandits take it over. And it's totally unnecessary, but it really adds so much. And we always play with them just because I love the way it looks on the table. Uh, the art of this game is really, really well done. The train itself is, of course, a three-dimensional train made up of cardboard bits. Uh, the box allows for each train car to remain, remain built, and you can put it in its own slot, and so you don't have to constantly rebuild them, which is great because they're with my fingers, <laughs> they are a little annoying, at least the locomotive. The locomotive was really annoying for me to put together, and uh, so I'm glad I don't have to take it apart and put it back together every time. That would be pretty yeah. tedious. But, um, yeah, the art is really, really good. It looks really great. The meeples are standard meeples, so there's nothing there there specifically, but the train is well designed and decorated. Each car is slightly different. Each car, of course, has different things that it starts with, so you can choose randomly or you can set it up in a specific way, depending on what you want to uh, see in the treasure department of the games. Um, and I also love the fact that there's, like, nice dining cars and there's high-class sleeper cars, <laughs> and then it just gets shabbier and shabbier and shabbier as down the line where there's just, like, a straight-up luggage compartment car that's kind of run down then there's like the uh the coach car which is sort of run down as well and they all have their own style and look on them and i I thought they did a great job they could have all made them the same but they added a lot of like small little flare bits in this game that uh, when you're looking at it as between your turns or just taking a look at the game components really stand out so high marks for art style here and um yes so cult express cult express is an interesting game and the fact that it is a programming game and programming games can be extremely hit and miss in the gaming community or or not the games themselves but people's like of them (laughs) and enjoyment of them seemingly can be extremely hit and miss because you know some people are very frustrated by the fact that you have this grand plan and then because something goes off in the execution of that plan Every action that has been taken after that thing goes off suddenly is not in line with what you wanted it to do. So this game creates a sense of just insanity. Like you start off right and then you're kind of, all right, I've got this. I went down. I grabbed that treasure. And then, oh, crap, I got punched in the face. Okay. Oh, no. Now I'm over here. Now all my actions are going to be based around me being in this car, which is not where I intended to be. So let's see what happens. Um, So you end up like – playing your shoot cards just wildly <laughs> just like well i'll just shoot somebody i don't know what else to do right now so i'm just gonna <laughs> assume i can shoot somebody and um uh but there is strategy here i will say that one of the complaints of other programming games is that they can feel like there is really no strategy to be had like it's just all sort of chance and then if you get bumped off of your uh plan then it's just all chaos it's, there, there's no meaningful strategy here and th- that's true that's a fair point and this has an element of that of course but you also uh, – the, the strategy of the game is is a knowing that that could happen and probably will happen and trying to make the best of the possibility that that will happen or plan for it in a way. And that's where uh, – we played a few of these games uh, recently with my son, and it was a lot of fun. But then it basically became my wife and I trying to outsmart each other on our turns <laughs> to basically get each <laughs> other full, shot full of bullets or – uh, whatever, and it became a really fun kind of uh, head-to-head outsmarting competition to see who could, uh, you know, who could anticipate these moves uh, ahead of time or, or play with uh, the uh, the potential uh, pitfalls of, of this programming structure. Uh, and then my son was like the wild card, which he would just run around <laughs> shooting and punching us and stealing as well. He just wanted to shoot and punch people. 
But um, anyway, my long, long it's a long-winded way of saying there's more strategy here than I expected it to be. This is a game that I hadn't played before and uh, purchased and picked up for my family to play recently. And as a light game, it's only rated 1.82 on Board Game Geek out of 5 for complexity. I kind of assumed it would be uh, just light, lighter than it is. It is light, don't get me wrong, but um, I was happily surprised at how many things you have to consider within your turn um, throughout the game. And uh, yeah, so really, really enjoyed it. So my play experience has mostly been with three people. Uh, what has your experience been? Because it plays up to six. Yeah, I've played. Uh, I've played it up to. I think five might be the highest I've played it up to. Uh, def- definitely four a few times. I've played it three. I don't think I've ever played it to two. They have uh, some specific rules for two where you can play uh, with uh, instead of playing one of the bandits in your hand, you can play with two of the bandits at the time, and so you're kind of like playing with two tokens in the in the in the mix, and you kind of add the scores of both of those players together. I've never played it with that. Uh, but uh, I, I enjoy it usually at around four. Getting into the five and six, then it's it's even more madcap. So it really depends on how you like to play. If you really like it to be absolutely absurd, playing at those higher player levels can be just uh, really interesting, really fun. Just because, I mean, sometimes it's just like I'm punch. Chances are there's probably someone to punch if there's a lot of people <laughs> on this train. Although, again, there right. are more cars to fill up the space. But, you know, the more people there are, the more chances you have to do things. But, uh, again, the more people there are, the less specific you can be about the moves that you're making. And I think that I I personally love uh, move, like planned movement games. Uh, Robo Rally is easily in my top 10 games to play uh but it's also easily in the top 10 games i have a hard time other people playing getting people other people to play with me uh i can get people to play cult express with me and it's because because in in most program movement games it's like oh as soon as you mess up it doesn't matter like you have to be super lucky just to not die uh in this game you mess up no biggie if you don't punch somebody no biggie uh chances are everybody else is going to miss somewhere along the line uh if if when you shot you completely missed it or when you went to pick up a treasure it wasn't there i mean it's gonna happen but it's probably happened at least three other times to everybody else already it's it's expected that something's gonna go wrong because it's not a hundred percent knowledge going through this whereas usually with most other programming games like if you're off on your own you've got a hundred percent knowledge in this game you don't it's 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 completely you you can't tell it's very tight and compact and you can't know and the zaniness is totally baked in in the theme and the mechanics of it it's it's supposed to be there and i i really enjoy it every time i screw up i laugh and every time someone else screws up i laugh uh no one no one is going dang it i can't believe everyone is just laughing at the absurdity of punching air or just like picking up nothing or those few times they're like oh my god i could have pulled this off if i just played this car i didn't think about that i forgot the marshal was going to come in and bump me up to the top oh everything's thrown off and, and it's it's lovely and and you can't not have fun with that so yeah i i, I really like this game yeah, yeah, and I I could see it shining. It it plays really well with three. I don't think I'd really like it as two. I think it's like I'd rather play other two player games because yeah. it's really not where the wheelhouse of this game is. 
but um, it plays pretty well with three. Like it's still it's still fun and silly. Like you mentioned before, the cars, the way it stacks for player count is you add uh, or take away cars in the train. So at higher player counts, there's going to be more passenger cars to be played with, and at lower player counts, there's going to be fewer. And so um, it does stack stack qu- uh, quite well that way. Um, and so I could definitely see it playing at a higher playing count, and I'm really excited to try it at a higher player count. But uh, it plays pretty well at three, so I was definitely surprised at that um, as well. Uh, I have a question for you. Do you guys play that um, it, as you're playing down cards, mostly you're playing cards face up, do you guys play that you can go back to remind yourself of the face-up cards only, what was played, or you say, nope, once it's down, you've got to hope that you memorize it correctly? Yeah, once it's down, you gotta know. There is no going back. What do you? What are you I crazy? Figured, I figured with your rigid rules, that's what you would play. <laughs> no, I like to play that way too. We play. Uh, we we don't play that way with because we're playing with my son. But um, I like that idea too because the idea because you can really get yourself turned around, especially if you've been playing a couple rounds. Then suddenly you're like, wait, was that last turn that that happened in the first? action i can't remember oh crap all right well i'm gonna assume <laughs> i'm gonna assume right. that's true <laughs> and then that was not at all true um because you can always see the top card of course of the last player that played uh and, and assuming it's not face down but anyway i was just kind of curious i can see people doing it both ways uh more forgiving ways to let you look but of course the best way is to let you assume and hopefully your memory holds up the whole game is just assumptions because even when you know what they did, there's a lot. There's still a lot of assumptions. If someone, if you know someone punched you, you still don't know which way they punched you because they can punch you forward or backwards. You you don't know. If someone moves forward or makes a movement, you don't know if they move towards you or away from you. You don't know. It's it's all a bunch of like, <laughs> gosh, I wonder if they're coming for me. They probably, I don't know. I bet they're probably going to the strong box. That seems what they they're likely to do. I don't know. <laughs> well, if they're gonna do that, then they're probably gonna move them. So I should, probably shouldn't be anywhere near that location. You know, it's <laughs> right. It's a lot of like, I think I know what they're doing. So I'm going to plan around that. And if I'm wrong, let's hope things go good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, have you played? Well, let's see. Do you want to talk any at all the expansions right now? Or do we want to just get into the rest of it and talk about that at the end? I mean, I can do the expansions now if you want me to, just to get it over with. <laughs> yeah, let's talk. I was gonna say, let's talk a little bit about it because the the core game is really fun, and the characters are distinct. They each have their own individual power, which makes them play uh, drastically differently. I think some are more, I don't know, you, not useful. They're all fun to play, but like Ghost, for instance, his ability to play his first card face down that is really strong yeah. <laughs> in this game, and uh, a little, I wouldn't say overpowered, but it's it's nudging up to the overpowered. Uh, uh, section it's pretty helpful although i will say i had not played ghost before and i in our last game i was able to outsmart ghost so haha take that ghost but um the expansions add some interesting elements to the game and uh, i really don't have much experience with them at all except knowing that they exist in a bit of details so i will leave it to you to explain what each one does all right, so there's there's two main expansions. Uh, there was hints that there would be a third, or not so much hints. They in the a lot of the rule books that they released, they're like, oh, an upcoming is this other one, uh, which never got released and well went well past the date, and I'm pretty sure it's fallen off uh, the wayside. But uh, mm-hmm. the two main ones are, uh, let's see, it's called Horses and Stagecoaches, and then the other one is Marshals and Prisoners. In the Horses and Stagecoaches, uh, you each have now horses. Uh, so essentially, you're going to start the game riding in on your horses. Uh, 
it changes the, changes the game setup a little bit. You don't always start off in the in the caboose or the one next to the caboose type of a thing. Uh, basically, what you're going to be doing is uh, you kind of like make little bets with your hands. And if you've put a horse in your hand, that means you're moving up up one more car. And if you've put your bandit in your hand, then you're going to be in that car. So you can kind of like uh, it's kind of like a a, a bidding way of of placing where you're going to start. So you might start with no one in your car, or you might start with everybody in your car type of a thing. Uh, and the horses stick around. Uh, you add an extra action hand uh, card into your hand, uh, which is a ride horses. Uh, and if there is a horse adjacent to you, you can jump on the horse and move that horse as far forward or as far back as you want, and then jump off right after that. And you can jump off into the car or on top of the car. So it gives you a lot more freedom of movement. Uh, along with that, in the namesake, is the stagecoach. There is a stagecoach that will be starting uh, directly opposite the uh, locomotive, and then as the rounds progress, it will be moving further and further backwards. Uh, on the stagecoach is uh, a few things. There are, um, let's see, they are uh, hostages is what they are. Uh, so you're going to be taking hostages, which give you additional bonus points at the end, but also give you some sort of bane. Uh, it could be something where uh, you can't ever play cards face down, even if you're in a tunnel, because uh, they, they have some sort of thematic thing to it. Like there's a, a photographer following you around, getting that story. So every time you go through a tunnel... He's flashing his flash bulb, and so you can always be seen doing whatever you're doing type of a thing. Or it's something where it's like a teacher that's always scolding you, so you can't do certain things. Uh, yeah, so it it, the, the, it gives you extra ways to score points. There's also a, sh they, they call it the shotgun that is riding on top of it, who's protecting another strong box. Uh, and as soon as you move on to, up on top and punch him to get him off of that, then he's uh, like basically another marshal that's going around shooting things. Uh, and he has like a huge huge uh, line of sight for everything so he's going to be shooting a lot uh, and you can pick up his strong box if you want to so there's a lot more ways to score points uh, with with all of those things that are added so that's for the most part that's everything that's in uh, the stagecoaches one uh, there are additional round cards as well uh, in the marshals and prisoners again more cards to add for round cards uh, plus uh, now you can actually play as the marshal uh, so now you can go around shooting bandits and catching things and putting them in cells because you're going to add a um, prisoner cell in the back of the car which now becomes the new caboose uh, and also there's another character called May in there that has her own special ability uh, everyone now gets uh, basically an additional card that's called a bright idea, which evens things out because your hand's kind of getting full at this point. The bright idea allows you to play it so that it does multiple things. It's very varied in this case. Uh, it can either copy the action that was last played. So if you don't have a particular thing, but someone else played it just before you, you can just mimic that. So it allows you, if you have in your hand, to do that. Uh, you can always, uh, instead of drawing cards to add to your hand, you can specifically draw out that card. So you can just look through your deck and be like, now I have it uh, as one of the things to do. So you can always have that card in your hand. Also, if you get locked up by the marshal, which the marshal can do, you can use it to get out. Or you can use it to free someone uh, and get extra points at the end of the game. Uh, there's also uh, prisoners inside there, little buddies that basically mimic uh, all of the player characters that are there. So, for example, if you're playing as Doc uh, and you have the extra seven 
the extra seventh card in your hand. Uh, you might pick up the uh, Bandit Helper for Bell, which now not only gives you seven cards in your hand, but also now whenever someone tries to punch or shoot and there's someone else to shoot uh, other than you, they have to do that other person. So you can pick up abilities in this game as well. Uh, so it adds a lot more uh, flavor. It, I, the main thing that most people remember about this one is that you can actually play as the marshal. And the marshal has their own goals. Uh, so in the end of the game, when the game ends, you check first with the marshal. And if the marshal completed, uh, I believe it's four of his five goals, and those goals range from uh, locking up certain people or shoot, shooting a certain number of bullets or not getting punched a lot, uh, it, 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 it varies. It, uh, the the marshal doesn't know specifically which of the I think there's like seven or eight different types of goals he can have, uh, but as he goes through the game, he'll learn more and more about what oh I have to do this as well, and so he'll keep it secret so no one else knows what he's going for. But he'll be shooting just like the rest of them uh, throughout the throughout the game. If the marshal wins. All the bandits lose, so all the bandits are very much against the marshal. But if the marshal doesn't win, if he doesn't complete his goals, then the marshal definitely loses, and you go straight to uh, who won the game based on points. And it's again all those things I mentioned, along with any of the things that got added, either prisoners or or hostages or any of the additional loots that got picked up. Uh, there are two smaller things that got added. Uh, one of them is like a Christmas elf, uh, which I've been trying to get a hold of, but unfortunately, uh, the website is in French, uh, and every time I try and pay for it, it's like, <laughs> no, you can't. Can't, unless you're paying in euros and live in Europe, and I'm just like, oh, this doesn't, this doesn't, this doesn't work at all. Okay, so uh, <laughs> that that has a really weird mechanic where you're moving an elf around, and then it splits basically people into teams that they don't really know what team they're on. I, it, it, it basically at the end of the game, wherever the elf is compared to the train, uh, then only the people with certain signatures on a little token they got at the beginning of the game win. So you're just not only trying to get a bunch of loot, you're also trying to move the elf, uh, which is going to follow people uh, into the right position. So it makes moving around a lot more complicated. Uh, and then the one that I think is the coolest thing I've ever seen thematically is the time travel car, which is basically uh, a DeLorean yes. that gets placed in the front of the train. It is so I love uh, Back to the Future, uh, and this is just I, I, it's never heard really of it. Really cool. It's ne never heard of it. <laughs> Great Scott, Smarty. Uh, <laughs> uh, the the mechanic that gets added to this one is if at any point in time at the end of a round there's a bandit inside the DeLorean uh, at the front of the train. There, again, he's alone in there. No one else is in there with him. He gets to uh, take his uh, bandit character, and then everyone closes their eyes, and he places his bandit underneath one of the train cars. So he has a mysterious starting location. Then, then <laughs> everyone opens their eyes, and they don't know where he is, other than the person who placed it. Everyone's playing their cards, and then after all the cards get played, then he reveals. So he basically time travels to a different spot. It is, I mean, I've never used it, but it is, I just love that the this, this <laughs> team was just like, what's something cool we could add? You know, crazy. there was there was yeah. <laughs> there was a scene in a movie where there's a time travel car. Let's do that. I mean, come on, that's super fun. I I love it. It's I can't. I, the next game I play this, I'm totally adding that in there just because it is bonkers, and I love that movie. Uh, so right. yeah, uh, it the, the, it it's just adds to the theme of you know we're having a lot of fun with this. Let's do something even crazier. No one expects this. Let's do this. <laughs> 
that's funny. Yeah, that's the uh, time travel car is really cool. I with all the expansions I think do a really great job of um helping to uh, feed into the theme of this game and make it uh, fleshed out a bit more and more exciting and more options to pursue. So I have not tried any of them, but they all look really exciting. And I, I definitely probably will be picking one up because of, uh, my family really likes this game, and I do too. I don't know. The the time travel car is really <laughs> at the top of my list right now, even though I'm trying, it's probably just because I really like the time travel car and not necessarily it's the best one to start with, but it is pretty cool. Um, all right, yeah, so there's a lot of options to expand your Colt Express game once you um, once you buy the original base game. And the uh, there's other – so do you know – is any other expansion just kind of like dead in the water right now or they're just not doing it? Because I know that they just came out with another game called Colt Express uh, – Colt Super Express, which is uh, – was released this year. And um, – uh, it's a little different though. It's it's more of a, it's it's in cards, I believe. Yeah, it's on it's on cards, and the structure is a little different. It's got the same theme of Cult Express, but it's it's like a card version of Cult Express. And I don't I don't know anything more about it than that. Do you do you know anything about that one? I do know a little bit seven. about it. I looked at they have little videos showing. Hey, this is kind of how you play the game. It goes really it goes by really fast. This video, right? Uh, it's it plays mostly the same. There isn't the 3D element. It's all based on cards. Uh, every character starts in a certain location, and you can either move or shoot type of a thing, or move up or move down. It's this that same thing. But after every round, you're actually going to be removing part of the car, and anyone on that card. Uh, is removed from the game. So the one thing I don't like, it, it plays a lot quicker, uh, and it's mm. one of those things where everybody flips over their card, I believe, type of a thing. I don't think it goes in, in, in order. Uh, it's just if there's someone to shoot, you can shoot them, uh, and they get moved back. Every uh, There's no special player powers. It's a very sleek, stripped-down version, uh, and there is player elimination that's involved. So I, I definitely kind of want to try it out, but I, it doesn't have the fun that is going on in in the full like cult express version uh as for availability i still think they're making that i honestly i don't know if they're making them but i have never had a problem finding this game uh in stores there there's usually a copy of it and the expansion oh somewhere. yeah i see it all uh, over the all over yeah, the place it's it's always all over the uh, and, and the, I, the one thing i did not mention is that there's also little player packs for uh if you want to play – to make two-player games a bit more interesting, they have – or technically you can play them with three or four-player games. They're called uh, Bandits. Uh, basically, you get little uh, – a pack Are you saying for... band- Bandits? Yes, bandits? I am. I know. It's it's another well, one of those words it. where I add a letter. Yes, Liz is doing the exact same thing. She hates it. The entire time I was making crazy. the rule book, she's like, stop saying Bandits. It's not Bandits. <laughs> 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 Bandits. Uh, uh, they are basic little little AI packs, so that you can play. If you're say, for example, I think I might actually play this as a two player game now because now you can be like, all right, we're gonna play against Bell. Uh, you're still not playing cooperatively with the other player. You're just there's a, someone else in there that has their own little AI where they're like, oh, this person's she's always gonna go and pick up gems, and she has her own set of movement that she does. You can still shoot her, she can still shoot you, uh, type of a thing, and she's just gonna be getting in the way. And so it makes it kind of kind of interesting. It's kind of a, a dummy character for each of the different characters. You'd have to buy them separately. Uh, I 
honestly wouldn't suggest buying them all unless you're a huge like I need to have everything or if you're planning on making a collective rule book like me uh, <laughs> then maybe you'd get all of them uh, type of a thing but they they definitely are they they I honestly when I first saw them I'm just like god this seems really stupid then after I got them and read all the rules of how to play them, I'm like, actually, this is kind of interesting. I would kind of want to play with this. So if if you're like a kind of like a more stripped down, like play against the game type of a thing, it is an interesting way to go. So that all that to be said, that basically um, Ludonaut has has this property and has been cultivating it. So if you pick this game up, there's a lot of options to pursue and grow this specific game. Um in many, many different cool directions. So I, I was looking at those those um, uh, AI kind of specific character to the character ones. They do look really cool. I was going to keep my eyes open for trying one of those as well. But there's just so many directions to take this game. The game itself, I bought it at my local game store for like 39 bucks, I think. And that's pretty you're pretty standard. I saw as soon as I bought it, of course, I looked on my I was just perusing my local um, trade market in, in Denver and someone was selling it for thirty dollars. And I was like, <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> so it, like like Alex was saying, you can buy it in a lot of places. It's still widely available, but it's also one of those games that because it's widely available, you can probably find a used deal pretty easily as well if you keep your eyes open for a bit. Um, but I did want to. I was happy I bought it new because I didn't want to support my game store in these times. And also, uh, Ludonot, I I really like supporting, um, you know, uh, design companies that do something really really cool that I really really like if I can. And uh, so anyway, you can find it in a lot of places, and it's got that great opportunity of expanding this in a lot of fun different directions based on how you like to play or how you want to experience this game. And and that being said, the I'm pretty sure they're going to be doing more because Colt Super Express came out this year. Uh, Colt Express itself came out in 2014. Its main expansions, two main expansions, came out in 2015 and 16. The AI um, uh, automaton, or however, however you talk about those, the AI solo uh, expansions I, per character. I just call those them the Bandits all- packs. There we go. The Bandits packs. Those all came out in 2018. So it does seem like they're regularly... Oh, and Christmas Elf was 2019. It does seem like they're regularly trying to um, add little bits to this game to be able to expand it on a regular and consistent basis. So they haven't just won a Spiel des Jahres in 2014 and then called it a day. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think any most games would do that either, or designers would, or publishers would do that either. But, uh, but anyway, another reason to get this game is there's a lot of cool ways to expand it. And the expansions aren't very expensive either. So, you know... If if you, you're definitely going to get your monies out, out of this game for being a, an under $40 game. And uh, if you choose to upgrade it, uh, it's not going to put you out that much either. So really worth your money, I, I think. All right, let's talk about actually playing this game and taking it to the table. Um, the the game itself is, of course, a three-dimensional game. You are going to have a physical cardboard train that is set up on the table in the middle of the table. The one thing that's a little bit tricky when we were first trying, trying this game is to figure out the best orientation for the train to have it be visible to all players, accessible to all players. And... Um, yeah, both of those things, I guess. <laughs> those are the most important things. Because it's on a board and it's not flat, 
Uh, initially, I, I said set it up like just kind of in front of one of the players. But if you're at the end of the table and the train is directly facing you, well, then you can't see it. <laughs> can't see it very well. The trick, I think, is uh, to turn it kind of at a diagonal to the table space if you have people all around it. That allows everybody, unless they're sitting at the corners, which would be weird if they were, uh, to have access to the train. And it, it does allow pretty good visibility for the entire train, and no matter how many players you have sitting at the table. Or just have um, people move, move. You can have people move around the table. Uh, which I think <laughs> yes. the best way is just have people sitting on opposite sides and no one sitting on the ends of the table. That's really the best way you yeah. can play this game. Ideally, yeah. If, that, if you can set that up, that's perfect. And if you have a small enough table for them to reach across. Um, and then, so the size of the train, as we mentioned, is going to change depending on how many players there are. And uh, I believe, isn't it like uh, car, the amount of players plus one car? Is that, or am I thinking of another game? I think you might be thinking of another players? game. It's it's the amount of players is equal to one, the number of uh, yeah one car per player. Okay, and then one the locomotive is a, it's unless a you're playing thing. with some of the expansions, in which case then it changes completely. Which I don't want to get into math. <laughs> yeah, all right, we won't even bother with that. All right, yeah, no, I was thinking of something. So the locomotive is its own thing, and then it's a car per player. All right, um, so the cars themselves are I don't know like three and a half inches wide i think of like a two by four maybe so they're not very big and uh they can fit on the table quite easily there's definitely board game boards that are easily take up more space in the middle of the table than this um but that's it that's really all that's in the in the middle that's necessary you can as i liked to add the little decorative bits uh the cactus uh, or some cactuses here and there cacti i guess uh, uh cow skulls some boulders, some mesas. They're really fun, and I do like adding them in, but you definitely don't need them. They're just there if you want them. All right, in front of you as a player, you will have your player board. So the player board is going to have slots for three different th- things. It's going to have, <clears throat> excuse me, it's going to have a slot for your uh, bullets. Uh, so basically, you have a six shooter, and you have six bullets per uh, per the game to get rid of. And by the end of the game, if you have shot and shot shotten, <laughs> if shot-ten. you have shotten, we're playing shot and totten right in the middle of the game. <laughs> <laughs> right, take a quick break, play shot and totten. Uh, if you have shot the most bullets from your gun, you will earn money at the end of the game. Uh, and so that's just uh, a pile that will probably be slowly diminishing, uh, hopefully, throughout the course of the game. Then you'll have your draw pile. And you'll also have your discard pile. Um, all of those fit nicely in slots on your player board. And on top of your player board is also where you'll be probably collecting your treasures as you rob them. So um, you could put them on the side too, but your player board is just a nice space to kind of just keep everything consolidated. That is pretty much it in front of you and the other players each have their own player board. The only other thing that's going to be out there is the rounds, um, the, uh, the events cards, which is what's going to be happening each round on the train. Uh, this is going to change again, uh, depending on the mode you're going to play, and, of course. And uh, but it's just going to be a stack of cards in the middle of the table somewhere, visible by ever- for everybody. And it, once you flip it up, <clears throat> you're going to have a uh, clarification of what is happening that round. How many cards each player is going to play down, and then something that's going to happen typically at the end of the round. Um, this is going to be changing or slightly changing each each round, but basically what's going to happen is each player is going to place a card into a sequential uh, stack, a series of sequential stacks, I should say. So the first thing is going to happen. Uh, people are going to take their first action. They all place it in order in this stack. Then it goes to the next stack. Then it goes to the next stack and the next stack and potentially another stack. Um, so that is the only other thing in the ta- in the middle of the table that is going to be 
placed and then taken away each round. Uh, and that can be kind of placed whenever, wherever you need to, as long as it's clear which stack is uh, needs to be resolved first and second and third and fourth and so on, then it can be arranged in any way you want to. Um, pretty much however it works for you for what you're reading. So uh, I think this plays pretty darn well around food. The one I wouldn't I don't know if it would pass the pizza test necessarily because with the three-dimensional board in the middle and a lot of interact activity going on in the middle as you move characters, take treasures, um it, it's not definitely going to not fit a big central meal structure in in my opinion at least. Um but depending on if you have a side <laughs> – how big of a table you're playing on and if you have your pizza down the table, you can grab your pizza and definitely very easily have a plate in front of you while still playing this game. So I think everything else except having a pizza in the middle of the table, this game does really well with. And ha- not having a central board with that train that can be kind of oriented however it fits – it needed to fit and then the action rounds being oriented however it needs to fit on the table, um, it does really well, really, really well. Yeah. Have you taken and this one out before? I have taken this one out. Uh, I was a little worried, but it, it does play really well. Honestly, you don't need your own personal player mat. Uh, the only thing it's there for is just to kind of remind sure. you, wait, what's my special power? But, I mean, you only need to know that That's once, and, and it's not that difficult. And you can kind of arrange your piles wherever you want to arrange your piles. And uh, it worked. it worked really well. I mean, we were playing on a... I wouldn't say it was a small table. It was a decently sized table. It wasn't. It was a little bit longer than it was wide, but uh, there was plenty of extra room for everything out. We had, we could easily eat, you know, our pretzels and and have our drinks along with it. There was there was no issues whatsoever. I, at no point in time was just like, all right, where am I going to put this thing? No, I there was always room to put something. So there was plenty of room. <laughs> this is this is the. I think when I first suggested this, I'm just like maybe, and then you suggested it again. You're like, no, I think. It works pretty well i'm like you know yeah this actually isn't that bad it it works quite well taking out uh so it's it's perfectly fine yeah um i could totally see that i this uh uh, i've not taken it out i've only played it at home but it seems like it would be a fun uh takeout game just just if nothing else just for the vibe um this fits in in a kind of a party game style vibe in the fact that there's a lot of interactivity between players of course, because you are uh, trying to shoot and punch each other, potentially. And just the table talk banter is really fun. I mean, Alex mentioned this before, but it just gets silly and ridiculous. And, you know, you can't take this game too seriously. It's all about sort of uh, crazy missed opportunities and comedy. It's a comedy of errors, basically, is what it is. But within that, you're still able to do a lot of stuff and get treasures or or, uh, money and um, fulfill your own strategy, but you're definitely going to be stymied in at certain points by the madcap adventures of, of this crazy train as it travels through the West. Um, all right. So who is this for? Who's this not for? Uh, I think the biggest one clearly is that it's for people who like this type or are okay with, I guess, a certain uh, madcapness within their game. Who it's not for is going to be the opposite of that or people who are really frustrated by programming uh, mechanisms and galaxy trucker uh, robo rally and this game all fit in that same element of as soon as you are done with your actions you relinquish control to the game and let it play out and some people really really don't like that and that's fair i definitely can think of several people in my game group who would be like nope not for me (laughs) yeah but i think 
everyone else would get a kick out of this game. It is it is really well designed for what it does. It's very approachable. The art style and theme lend itself deeply to the to the game. And I just I feel like as a gamer you should you should give programming games a chance at least once just to see how they work because they're very interesting structures and this one's a great one to start with. Yeah. Um, I can't think of any other big highs or lows for that would turn people off of this game. Can you think of anything? No, not if, really. If you hate the I Wild mean, West. It, <laughs> yeah, if you hate, if you hate, if you got shot by a cowboy at some point in time, maybe avoid playing this game. Yeah, trauma. You're not going to like that trauma. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you if you were robbed, <laughs> if you were involved in a train robbery in the last few weeks, uh, which I don't know could happen, I guess it might bring flashbacks back. <laughs> right. So other than that, you know, definitely check this one out. Uh, it's another great, great, once again, another great game designed by Europeans about the American Wild West. I love it when Europeans take the Wild West theme and then put it on a game. Like Bang, of course, is a great example of that. Um, it's always funny to me. It's always very – typically take a silly tact to it uh, and really usually do a pretty fun job. Okay. The more important question, though, is would your mom like this game? I don't know. Like, there's so many things I think I would love to play this game with your mom, but I don't know if she would uh, really love this game. I'm going to say your mom would enjoy this game if she played it, but I don't know if she would be... I don't know. I was going to say, I don't know if she'd be clamoring to play it again, but I kind of disagree with that. This this is such a fun, silly time <laughs> that I could see your mom really, really liking this. But it doesn't – but also I could see – I don't know. I, I'll, I'll leave it there. I, I, I could see your mom liking this. I don't think it's going to be your favorite game. I don't think she's going to be like um, – uh, like if she had a good choice between this and like Farkle or some other games, she might choose other games. But I think she would really enjoy this game. All right. What do you think? Am I close? Uh, gosh, I, I'm I'm putting this one That's down a as a one. as a maybe no. Uh, the vibe of the game she would love, but I don't think her playing it. I don't think she'd like the idea of God. I don't know what card to pick. Should I should I rob? Is it even going to be there? Is that purse still going to be there when I get around? Should I move? Should I shoot? Right. How do I? She the decisions <laughs> are a little bit tougher to make, and you kind of to make. To play well, you do kind of need to think ahead and remember everything that happened in the set, and you know. And I don't think she'd enjoy the wait. I don't remember where I'm actually going to be standing at this point in time. I, I can't. I can't remember that. I think I remember where I planted. I don't. I don't know where Alex is. Where Where is he in this train? How am I supposed? I can't remember what he did. How am I supposed to know if he moved backwards or forwards? And I think that would drive her nuts. So in in that respect, I think she'd hate the game. But this is definitely a game I think she would love to watch because she would right. the the vibe she can just get into the vibe and she would just be like oh oh yeah you screwed up oh now nah, Alex don't get shot again what are you doing uh, so that <laughs> she would love to watch this game but she would not enjoy playing this game that's uh, just it's just too many small decisions not that they're that difficult but. That's not what my mom is in a game for. She is just in it for the fun, the pure fun of it. And this, you have to kind of think ahead to play at least semi-decently. So, yeah. Sure. That, that makes sense. Oh, well. <laughs> Either way, this is a high recommend from us. Um, uh, definitely check this one out. Like I mentioned before, it's pretty inexpensive to get your hands on. You can get the expansions uh, as well. They're still readily available. 
Um, I haven't. I don't see those as much at the board game store, but they do pop up and on and off. Um, I still see the um, the Bandits expansion specifically around as well. So all the expansions are readily available. This is an easy one to get your hands on, and you should. You should totally check this one out. All right, everybody. I um, I should have I should had some sort of uh, saying today, but I didn't. I didn't. I didn't want to. Are you sure it's no one's <laughs> birthday this time for an excuse? It's someone's birthday. <laughs> And it's there we go. It's someone's birthday, and it's their fault that I didn't do it. <laughs> Fair enough. Good point. Just to just start blaming people who have birthdays or celebrating something on these days. Um, but someday, someday soon, I will do better. I will be back on track. But uh, until then, we hope you guys are all playing some games and getting some uh, good uh, fraternizing on uh, a game table, either virtually or in in person when you can, as we get into this sort of crazier season again. But uh, we hope you all are listening to the episodes and enjoying them, and we will catch you all on the next episode. Bye. Bye.